Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Whitby Public Library's podcast, Doorway to Discovery. Today, we are talking about audiobooks, which is a hot take in our little group, isn't it? Love an audiobook. Yeah. <laughs> I love an audiobook. We all have some very intense feelings. Um, hear about shortly. Yeah. Kylie, you've got some info for us, though, right? I do. I do. Um, well, first of all, we're going to jump way back in time. Uh, so, 18. 18- Hey, you might not think to um, think about audiobooks back then, but um, Thomas Edison, when he invented the phonograph machine, recorded the words, Mary had a little lamb, its fleece was, fleece was white as snow, which became the first ever recorded audio of the spoken word. Um, fast forward to today, you can now access entire novels, nonfiction texts from your computer, your cell phone, a tablet. Um, any device you could think of. So it's just interesting to see kind of how far, um, you know, how far, how, how far we've come. <laughs> how far, how we've, far come. we've come. Do <laughs> Matchbox 20 song. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I hope people get that. Um, so as we know, audiobooks are in a bit of a boom right now, or maybe you don't know, but fun fact, audiobooks are in a bit of a boom. Um, sales have risen 20 to 30% each year since 2020, which is pretty interesting. Um, so a publishers end up pouring a lot of money into them uh, in some really inventive ways. There are even some books that are only being published as audiobooks. So um, you'll find those a lot on um, sites like Audible because, I mean, they're own, owned by massive conglomerations like um, Amazon, but they have the money and the funding to be able to have those partnerships with like like authors and such. And I've listened to a, listened to a few Audible originals, honestly, and they're pretty good. Like mm-hmm. they're well done. Um, and if you don't know, like you've got voice actors that are that work with the guilds that like this is their job. Mm-hmm. And some of these audiobooks are performed absolutely beautifully. And like even the Audible originals that I've heard, like they've got like background noises, like car honks and, you know, city sounds and like all of that kind of stuff. It's really immersive. So Mm -hmm. they do put a lot of time, effort and money into them. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. there's a new company as well called Graphic Audio that makes these audiobooks with like full casts of like 40 actors and they have sound effects. They have music. They're like a full experience. Um, we actually have one of the titles from Graphic Audio at the library here. We have A Court of Thorns and Roses. Um, we have the first two, I believe, now. Um, yeah, because they're in part. So I have listened to Graphic Audio versus yeah. Guitar, and they're pretty well done. Yeah, yeah. They're, uh, so if you're interested, we have those at yep. the library, too. Mm-hmm. And um, something really popular with audiobooks right now is um, the ones that are narrated by celebrities. So you might have heard wow. of The Dutch House by, uh, what's her name, Ann Patchett? Um, <laughs> and that is narrated by Tom Hanks. Yeah. Uh, Go Set a Watchman is narrated by Reese Witherspoon. And Aristotle and Dante Discovered the Secrets of the Universe is narrated by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Um he does a fantastic job, by the way. I listened to that book and I was blown away. Well, I mean, it's Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, and 
so nonfiction audiobooks are also super popular right now, and lots of celebrity memoirs are read by their authors. So like Becoming by Michelle Obama, which is one of my favorite audiobooks of all time. I love that audiobook so much. It's an experience. It's like 19 hours long, I think, but it's fantastic yeah. and worth all of it. Um, same with uh, Barack Obama's book, A Promised Land. Um, and Furiously Happy by Jenny Lawson, uh, Crying in H Mart by Michelle Zoner, and Born a Crime by Trevor Noah. Um, and just lots of nonfiction books in general are narrated by their authors, which I think really makes them a lot more listenable. And you can hear like the passion in their voice. Like I personally love um, Invisible Women by, all I know is her last name is Criado Perez. Um, I don't remember her first name, but she's fantastic. And she's just like so passionate the whole time. And you can just hear her like saying like, when I was doing this research, I found out that this and this and this. And it's like, it makes you so much more immersed in the story. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Time. And I like, I know the group of us, we were talking about this earlier. It just, it feels so much more authentic. Like when you're listening to that, like I actually listened to Jenny Lawson's Furiously Happy and she narrates it and she's, hilarious um for those of you who don't know she started out as a blogger and I was the blog s um and then she's written a few books and all of her chapters are almost like blog posts that have just been compiled together um but like she tells a story so uniquely and because she's written that story like in her own voice it means so much more when she reads it because it's like it's her inflections and her cadence and her pauses and you know it it's so much more interesting to listen to than somebody else trying to tell a story that's not theirs. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes the book like really immersive and you get lost in it a lot easier. And I really enjoy that. There's one that I'm currently listening to. It's actually, it's not narrated by the author, but um, it's a nonfiction called why we sleep. And it's one that they actually seem to have added a little bit of like extra content into the audiobook because there's, uh, at the end of one of the chapters, it's, it's about sleep. So like the narrator adds in a little chunk being like, and hey, if you fall asleep while reading this, I won't be offended because like, you know, that's the whole point. We're learning about sleep. We <laughs> want you all to sleep well. So please feel free to fall asleep listening to this audiobook. And it was just really cute being like, oh, that's funny that you like added that. Yeah, Love yeah it. they're doing some great things with audio fiction and nonfiction. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially like I know because graphic audio does it <clears throat> with the cast. Mm-hmm. Like I am a huge fan of like multiple narrators, like in an audiobook. Yeah. I mean, it can also make or break. Yeah. But especially if you've got like dual point of views in the book and then you have like dual narrators. Oh my gosh. One of the best ones I ever listened to. I've actually listened to this audiobook multiple times because it's so good. It's um one day in December. Oh yeah. I think it's Josie. No, it's not Josie. I love that book so much. Josie Silver. Yeah. (gasps) It's such a great book. So it's like the narrators, it's dual narration and they are brilliant. Like both of them are like 110% perfect embody the character. Like I wouldn't change a single thing. Um, So not only is it like a fantastic book and story, but the narration just is epic. So good. Okay, I'll have to listen to it this year because I, as soon as I read that book last year, I was like, I need to reread this a million more oh. times. Like, I loved it so much. The book. <laughs> um, additionally, audiobooks are really good at um, reaching out to people who aren't avid readers. So they can be 
um, really helpful for listening to while you're commuting or doing chores or um, exercising. Yeah, like anything really. Like <laughs> um, I know personally, I'll put like an audiobook on while I'm like folding laundry because it's like, why just do one task when you can do two? <laughs> um, but yeah, like they are for um, maybe you're not a person who always has the time to sit down and read a book, but hey, you have a 20-minute commute. You can listen to a chapter on your way to work or um, something like that. They're also really accessible. So um, great for people who have um, difficulties for any reason reading a physical book. So maybe um, there's physical reasons or anything like that. Um, They can also be great for people with um, dyslexia to help them kind of focus on the story without having to read the words. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I know sometimes because I love a good story and there are times where I, I want to be immersed in a story, Mm -hmm. but I don't feel like reading. Yeah. I don't know if anyone ever had that idea of feeling. Um, Okay. I'm just going to pop on an audio book and like, sometimes I'll start it and I'll end up finishing it in print form. And Mm -hmm. sometimes I'll just, I've got a a puzzle app on my phone. (laughs) I do this too. (laughs) So start like a 400, like, thing puzzle or whatever or like a thousand thing puzzle and and turn on my audiobook and just listen for hours I play Sudoku while I listen to audiobooks yeah I admit see it's just you know multitasking multitasking I I love so much I mean and then I get frustrated because some people discount audiobooks as cheating yes and I can't speak for everybody here but I think we're all in agreement that like that's not true at all like or telling stories is probably the most original form of storytelling ever. Yep. Um, so for anyone to discount, like listening to an audiobook is like not really reading, I would have to say, mm, respectfully disagree. Yeah, you're still taking in a story, you're still having the same words in your mind that someone would have reading the actual words on a page. It's just a different way of accessing yeah. it. Well, and that's the thing, it's access. Mm-hmm. It's so accessible for most people. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, I will say like, sometimes I have a hard time getting into a book because I don't love the narrator. Mm-hmm. Um, the break an audio book, unfortunately, sometimes, but for Absolutely. the most, yeah, yeah, things that are, you do find like better narration with books that have more of a budget, right? So mm-hmm. like your top sellers, like things like that, you'll find are usually better done, but it doesn't mean that you can't still enjoy something by like a smaller actor yeah and there are a lot of um like more indie books that are being turned into audio too by like smaller um like production companies which Mm -hmm. is really interesting there's a few that I was kind of surprised to see as audio because you know it's expensive to produce but I'm like oh hey like that's a book that I was really looking forward to yeah here's an audio book of it yeah, that was um that was me with the British Kingdom series. Yeah. Cause they started out as self-published books. And um I listened to them all as audiobooks because I was just sort of like in this vibe where I was like, I wanna I want a story, but I don't really want to pick up something right now. And so I listened to all three of them and they were so incredibly well done. Mm-hmm. I was so impressed. And for like a series that was self-published at first, I mean, the author did end up getting picked up by major publishers, but like, regardless, they did a fantastic job. Mm-hmm. Like production value was great. Love an audiobook. Love an audiobook. Um, 
Yeah, there's even research that shows that listening to audiobooks can help to develop and build upon literacy skills. And I totally think this is true because I'm someone that's now like when I'm watching TV, I always need the subtitles on. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I do because I never used to. But then listening to an audiobook, I'm like, oh, I actually need to like make the subtitles myself, you know, and I feel like it helps me like with that oral comprehension, which is a skill that you can kind of lose. Um, yeah, and so listening to the words of a story can being spoken to you can help you to focus on the story itself um, and like not be distracted on like, you know, when your eyes like skip over the page or whatever, yeah. like, you, you can just kind of focus more on like getting into the story. Um, and uh, research has shown that for young readers, it's really good for building vocabulary skills too. Um, because um, if stories are being read aloud, it takes the difficulty of like decoding words out of the yeah. equation because you can just hear how it's pronounced. Um, because, you know, I uh, actually at one of my programs the other day, um, a kid, he was so sweet. He was, uh, we were talking about um, constellations and he was like, my favorite constellation is Oron. And I was like, oh. Orion? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I've only read it. <laughs> and so, I know, he's so sweet. But it's like, yeah, like when you only read uh, a word, like uh, there are so many gaps like that that I have that I just pronounce okay, wrong. But like full disclosure, I am like a full grown woman and there are also words that I have only ever read. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, I don't want to say them in oh, real yeah. life because <laughs> if I mispronounce it, I've only ever read it. I've never really like used it in conversation Same. before. Yeah. Okay. So thank you for validating that for me. Oh, it's 100% safe. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know how to read. I can I can read that I can word. I know, I know what it means. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I yeah. pronounce it. Yeah, no, that happens. So that's when I have that in common. <laughs> yes. We, However, I was reading, I'm reading an audiobook, The House in the Cerulean Sea, and the narrator is fine. Um, he does really good character voices, but I'm mad at the accent because the book is very clearly British. Yeah. Um, and he's American. Um mm. and also he says gazebo gazebo oh um and he says it a lot <laughs> and every time he says it i'm like mm, you're not correct like what how did no one catch that that's you know? i that reminds me of an audiobook i was listening to a few weeks ago which i listened to so many i genuinely can't remember which one it was but um it was a dual narrator book and um they each pronounced like a fictional country name differently um <laughs> like they each put it put the emphasis on a different part of the word and I was like no you need you know yeah. you need the wrong to, emphasis on the wrong syllable yes <laughs> you you needed to talk about that before we <laughs> before we got into this yeah you guys should have had like a little meeting you should have, you should have, someone needed to figure out which pronunciation it was um <laughs> <gasps> No. So if if you picked that up, Shelby, I think we should keep it in. So our beautiful archivist here um, was saying that the first few Louise Penny, like the Inspector Gamache novels, um, who are, they are Canadian novels, by the way, um, very clearly Canadian, like he talks about Tim Hortons and such. She says the narrator said toke instead of toke, <gasps> and that's blasphemous. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, I'm so sorry that you had to experience that. <laughs> Yeah, very terrible. <laughs> so, like my unpopular opinions, I apologize to anybody who disagrees, but I don't love it when 
actors narrate audiobooks um except for um when Manuel Miranda he's perfect <laughs> but I house and like Tom Hanks is an incredible actor but he's not a voice actor mm-hmm. right the people that usually narrate audiobooks are voice actors like this is what they do yeah so it basically just feels like Tom Hanks is reading you a story rather than you, like you don't really feel like you're immersed in the story someone's just reading you a story I get that and which like, I you know maybe you want a story time exactly nice, but maybe that's not what you're no. going for and I think that's why some people are so hesitant about audiobooks or they haven't had the best experience because they're like why do I want someone to just like sit here and read me like a 500 page novel mm-hmm. and I was like I get it but if you read ones that are done by voice actors like it doesn't feel like you're being read to like tv in your exactly brain. yeah yeah mm-hmm. Love Tom Hanks, but like he's not a voice actor. <laughs> I know he's America's sweetheart, but he's not a voice actor. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. <laughs> um ooh, okay, and now we have um just some uh statistics, Canadian statistics about audiobook usage. Um so this actually just came out like a few weeks ago from BookNet Canada. Um, so in 2021, uh, 45% of Canadians listen to at least one audiobook, which wow, is cool. Like, that's a lot. <laughs> um, according to Overdrive, which is the parent company of the Libby app that we use here at the library, um, 30% of all of their library loans in 2021 were e-audiobooks. That's impressive. Which, like, I, uh, added to that quite a bit. e-audiobooks. Um, and also within that, um, adult fiction is their most popular genre of audiobooks, uh, which is uh, 60% of audiobook usage. Yeah, that checks out. Yeah. I love that. Sense. Yeah, but that's just, um, I saw that just as we were kind of putting together our notes for this episode, this like email came in that was like audiobook statistics. I was like, whoa, perfect timing. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a... Um, yeah, 45% of Canadians listened to audiobooks last year. I love that. That's fantastic. That's so cool. Because, like, how many Canadians actually read a book last year, too? Right? Like, Probably I'd like, like to see that comparison. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'd be interested to see that comparison. I do love the data. Mm-hmm. I'd also love to see Hoopla's statistics. Um, yeah. Because yeah. I listen to a lot of Hoopla audiobooks. So for those of you who don't know, Hoopla is a streaming service that we have here at the library, which is fantastic. So not only does it have ebooks and e-audiobooks, but we also have music, uh, TV shows, and movies. And Um, comics. And comics. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the graphic novels, Um, which is really awesome because uh, because it's streaming, you don't have to wait for anything. Mm -hmm. Um, You can just read it immediately or listen to it immediately. So I use Hoopla a lot, too, because I get antsy. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, hey, too, anyone reading a good audiobook right now? Listening to a good audiobook right now? Um, honestly, okay, so <laughs> I don't laugh. I'm re listening to, which is silly because I see Kylie's note here. I'm re listening to all of the Avatar, the Court of Thorns and Roses. What a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> and I just finished Frost and Starlight, and I'm going to re listen to Silver Flames, which is a book um, called The Court of Silver Flames. And I've only, I only read it the one time. 
because it wasn't my favorite, but I'm going to go back and read it slash listen to it again. It's really good when you get into it. So, um, so I have that download probably started tonight. What a coincidence. What a coincidence. Kylie, what are you listening to? I am also <laughs> currently listening to a Sarah J. Mass audiobook. I am rereading the entire Throne of Glass series. Which book are you on? I'm currently tandem reading Empire oh. of Storms and Tower of Dawn. Oh, so brutal. It's, it's two books that happen kind of concurrently in the timeline on two different parts of this fictional magical world yeah um so somebody fantastic on the internet went through and wrote out the chapters that you should read to flip back and forth between the two to stay in the timeline cool um it's very fun um the narrator who narrates for sarah j moss she does all the first series fantastic elizabeth evans you are a a wonder a wonder we love her (laughs) Are you listening to anything right now, Kate? Or are you just reading something? Um, I am listening to two things right now, actually. So, so we didn't plan this. <laughs> we did not. But I'm almost always listening to at least one audiobook because I like to listen to them when I run. Um, so I'm right now I'm listening to House in the Cerulean Sea, which right. like I have my problems with it, but I'm gonna finish it because I it's a really sweet story. Um, and I'm listening to Felix Ever After. Um <gasps> and that's really good. Mm-hmm. Really, really good. Yeah, it's yeah. really good. And the and the narrator is really good for that one as well. Um, and I just need to plug this book in this episode. I'm not reading okay. it currently, but I just need to plug the book, The Best Bad Things by Katrina Carrasco. The mm-hmm. narrator for that book is freaking fantastic and I love that audiobook so so much it's on Hoopla um it's fantastic it's like she does incredible voices incredible accents like you are just like pulled into the story it is so compelling um and I don't think it would be the same if I read the text so highly recommend the audiobook I really want to read that one note to self (laughs) so good Um, all right listeners so we have a few new books coming in august that we are really excited about we just want to tell you about a few of them um one is called haven by emma donahue so if you don't know who she is uh she wrote the wildly popular book room um so that's probably where you know her name from this one sounds fantastic it's a seventh century ireland setting um a character named art has a dream telling him to leave the sinful world behind so he and two other monks can row down the river shannon in search of this island so with only faith to guide them what they find is the extraordinary island now known as skellig michael so that one sounds pretty cool pretty excited for that yeah apparently you never see things like Sorry, go ahead, Kylie. All right. I was just going to say, um, it apparently still has, like, it, you know, sounds very historical, but yeah. it apparently still has some of that, like, psychological, like, thriller-esque. Cool. Yes. And she's a queen of yeah. doing. Yeah. Yeah. I saw mm-hmm. somebody like, this sounds different coming from Emma Donahue. And they're like, no, no, no. It's still, like, <laughs> it's still going to mess with your head. It's still got it. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well, I was going to say, like, it's really interesting to see seventh century like you never see yeah. that like I, I thought it was going to be like 17th century or something but like that's but an I odd honestly... time for an historical fiction book no no my friends no no 7th century <laughs> put some 7th century monks in now I feel like yeah. that's Wild. really cool <laughs> very cool um so then another one that I am so 
so excited for is uh, Carrie Soto's Back by Taylor Jenkins Reid, who is one of my Heather favorite Queen. humans ever. Um, so the plot is, six years after retiring from tennis, Carrie finds herself in the stands of the 1994 U.S. Open, watching her record be taken from her. So at 37 years old, she decides to come out of retirement for one last year in an attempt to reclaim her record. Even if her body doesn't move as fast as it did, and it means swallowing her pride to train with a man she once almost opened her heart to, Bo Huntley. Bo also has something to prove before he gives up the game forever. Carrie Soto is back for one epic final season. Uh, I'm so excited. Amazing. (laughs) So, so Okay, the cover of that one's really cool. Yes, it is very cool. (laughs) I'm good. I just did a tickle. And I would read TJR's, like, grocery list. I love her. Yeah, Taylor Jenkins is so. What a queen. Also, 1994. Love the fact that that's historical fiction now. Okay, so Ruth. <laughs> I that makes me that hurts I, me. I don't. I don't like it. <laughs> um, okay, and um, last on our list for some new books coming out in August. Uh, this one is "What She Found" by Robert Dagoni. Uh, this one is number nine in the Tracy Crosswhite series. Um, so it follows Detective Tracy Crosswhite who is investigating the disappearance of reporter Lisa Childress. So Tracy has to reopen the potentially explosive investigations that Lisa was following on the night she vanished, uh, which are full of political scandal. As the pieces start to come together, it becomes clear that Tracy is in the midst of a case that will push her loyalties and her resilience to the limit. And some hidden gem titles that we have. Um, these ones are all audiobooks that we or our coworkers have all really enjoyed. Um, so one that Erin and I read, um, My Sister the Serial Killer by Oyankin Braithwaite. Um, this one, uh, basically, when Corde receives a distress call from her sister, sister Iola, she knows she's expected to grab some bleach, grab some rubber gloves, and uh, you know take her strong stomach to the scene of the crime. Um, This is the third boyfriend that Ayola has dispatched in, quote, self-defense, and the third mess that she's left Corday to clean up. Corday should probably go to the police, but she loves her sister, and as they say, family comes first. So uh, Corday helps uh, clean up the messes until Ayola starts dating a man Corday is in love with. Um, she doesn't want to see him dead, but, you know, can she really turn in her sister to the police? That's kind of the... Uh, the dilemma she is faced with. It's there. a really interesting book. It's so. It it's is really, a really good book. Short and it's like very satirey. Yes, the audio book, heavy concept, right? Because so her heavy. sister's literally serial killer. Yeah, but it's really the audio book is really like the narrator funny. does an amazing job. Like yeah. it's it's very um the the way that the narrator just approached it was fantastic. Yeah, I like the narrator too because. It's um the book takes place in Nigeria, I believe. Mm-hmm. And um I really appreciate like when I read or when I listen to books that I'm not about places I'm not familiar with. I really love when they choose narrators that are familiar with those places because you get like proper pronunciation of the names and mm-hmm. the locations and things like that. And I really just love to learn about the stuff better. Yeah. 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 That one really highly recommend. Yeah. <laughs> another really really called a caribbean heiress in paris by adriana herrera so heiress lazolana is expanding her family's rum business a mission that's taken on new urgency after her, her father's untimely death 
So buyers and shippers alike are rude and dismissive because they cannot imagine doing business with a woman, never mind a woman of color. Um, but from her first meeting with James Evanston Sinclair, the Earl of Darnick, Lazalana is conflicted. Why is this titled Scottish man so determined to help her? And why, honestly, is he so infuriatingly charming? She sailed for Paris with her eyes on liquor, money, and new beginnings, and she was not prepared for love to find her. Ooh, we so love an enemies to lovers. Enemies to lovers. Amazing. Sounds so good. Um, the next hidden gem we have was also highly recommended by um, one of our coworkers, uh, the audiobook specifically. So this is The Siren of Sussex by Mimi Matthews. So Evelyn, incurable blue stocking from a family falling to ruin, knows she'll never find a husband in the marriage mark. Her only hope is to distinguish herself by making a splash in the one sphere she excels, on horseback. So she needs a riding habit that will draw the attention of all of London. Enter Ahmed Malik, a talented tailor who is inching his way toward recognition by designing riding habits for infamous riders on Rotten Row. Pushing boundaries comes at a cost, and not everyone wants to welcome Evelyn and Ahmed into fashionable society. The pair must decide which hurdles they can jump and what matters most making their mark or following their hearts. I love the pun oh. what hurdles they can jump. Right. <laughs> With I almost the horses. Like that. Really. horses. Uh, apparently that one also is fantastic. Amazing. I need to read all of these. Like I've already read My Sister the Serial Killer, but I need to listen to that one. Really it was good. good. It was good. And it was like I think like three hours. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's that not a big, like, like a 260-page book. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all we have for today. Um, as always, please feel free to email us reviews of your favorite books to share an upcoming episode. You can email us at podcast at whitbylibrary.ca, and we'd love to hear from you. Um, so you can send us reviews in an email or on social media. We're at Whitby Library on all platforms. Um, and we've got some awesome programs going on at the library. One that I am particularly invested in is the 2S LGBTQ plus online book club. Um, it's really fun. Uh, we're reading all books that are on Hoopla. Um, so everyone can check them out simultaneously. Uh, and then we just meet once a month to talk about them. And we've had some awesome discussions so far. We've talked about uh, Johnny Appleseed. We've talked about... Um, Juliet Takes a Breath. Those are the two we've done so far. And the next meeting is in August, and it is um, we're going to be reading Maya Kababe's memoir, Gender Queer, which is like a graphic novel memoir um, that's all about our journey as a non-binary person. So um, yeah, so we've got some great titles, um, and it's going to be continuing into the fall. We've got some great titles lined up there, too. Um, so you can sign up on our website or send us an email, and we can help you register. Yeah. Um, and just a reminder that we are still doing the TD Summer Reading Club for those of you with littles that want to join in. You can register at any time, and it ends August 25th. So if you still want to join in, you can. Um, we got lots of space, not to worry. Absolutely. And you can come to our certificate day on August 25th as well. There's an event happening at all branches that's going to be super fun. So thank you so much, listeners. Hopefully we will see you next month. Uh, let us know if you've got any questions. And until then, take care. Thanks for Bye. 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 Bye.